Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. It's by Rangers fans for Rangers fans. And here are some of them tonight. We've uh, spared no expense in gathering this cast. First of all, we've got Mr. David Tomlinson, all the way from Deutschland on the on the border. How are you, Dave? Yeah, great, thanks. Just uh, keeping my fingers crossed that the women keep winning 1-0 to the end of the game. Oh, oh, I can't see it here at the moment. I think you can, so if you can keep us uh, a wee bit up to date, what's going on, Dave, let us know. And uh, welcome. Thanks, everybody. And uh, our youth department is uh, Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, I heard we get rid of our academy director, so I think I could fill in in that youth department just as much as our own. Um, just looking forward to getting back on um, and, and talking to the rest of the guys tonight. And Curry, how are we? How's things going? Are you? Uh, have you taken any pins out your Michael Beal doll? Uh, unfortunately, no. But I'm actually quite upset when you said the young team and you mentioned Andy there. I was like, what? Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> That's no fair. <laughs> You know, so, I, could, I could have played in that Youth Cup final yesterday, but uh, I just didn't want to uh, get sent off like young lovelies. I think you would have fitted in quite well. You wouldn't have done any worse than those. Anyway, guys, we've got a few things to get through tonight. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to start with one which uh, myself and Dave have spoke about the last couple of mornings in, in the daily update. But I just want to hear, you know, your, your views and, and, and things in general about, you know, that we've seen some changes of late in the board. You know, clearly clear, we've got a new chairman. We've now got a new chief executive officer where we had a managing director before. <clears throat> we've now seen uh, the head of the academy leave and uh, the, the, the manager of football affairs or whatever, administration and Andrew Dixon. So, I mean, it just it just came, you know, wait two days and there's another one drops off. So I'm just going to go around and just get your views on this. David, I think we uh, pretty much know your views, but just a recap for the for the audience, you know, in terms of all these boardroom changes, and we're we're just going to do a wee bit of kind of tea leaf reading here, you know, staring at the crystal ball. Where are we headed with all of this? Is there anything significant, and is there any more to come? Do you think? Well, it certainly looks like uh, Bennett's clearing the clearing the road for something, whether it's just his own. He doesn't think that people have been doing a good job or not. Um, or, I mean, the academy, that, that was a, a, a step for me that it should have happened. I don't, I don't know whether uh, Mulholland chucked it or, or whether he, he, he was sort of a jumping before he, he was pushed. But, um, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I think there's something afoot. I do. There's rumours everywhere, but interest in investors. Uh, is it, I was listening to, to David Edgar a few days ago and he said uh, he said yeah it will be difficult for investors to come in or to take over the, the, the whole uh, the whole place because listen we've not got one shareholder with a majority of shares we've got all shareholders have got 13% 5% 10, so they would need to get in touch with everybody to Buy these shares of the of the uh, of of the shareholders, and that that would make it quite difficult to to get it because there might be people not wanting to to for their shares. So, but I don't know. I, I, I think is yeah. 
something had to happen. I mean, I don't think Bennett was going to come in and, and not not do anything. I think that would have been a, a stupid road for him. And something had to happen. But that it was so robust, I, I just uh, I never expected that. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I mean, Curry, we're going to, uh, this isn't rumour-mongering, we're going to be speculating here rather than rumour-mongering, which sounds almost illegal. But in terms of the, the boardroom changes, do you think there's anything significant in all of this? Are we, uh, are we heading for new owners? Well, I'm going to stick to my guns, what I said on Twitter. Uh, obviously, this has got nothing to do with Gallant Few, anybody. This is my thoughts, right? So I suppose nobody else gets any flack for this. I heard from a, a source that has came up Trump's for over the last five or six major decisions that have been made at Ibrox. They're saying that the, there's either a takeover or a major investor coming in. Uh, I know what Davey's saying about the, the share issue, but all you need to do is if you get King's share, you're going to take a substantial amount and, and you're going to have, if you get another one or two medium-sized uh, shareholders, that's all you need to get the say on what's going to happen at Ibrox. Because I'm not too sure, maybe one of you guys will know better than me, who is the biggest shareholder and how much do they have? Is it 32%, I think, something like that? No, no, nobody need it. Is it even but maybe, the, but maybe the, the what do you call it, the, the chat will be able to tell me more. They'll probably know more yeah. than I do. But for, for me, I think there's something going on. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't know anything about anybody getting shifted. And there was a couple of names that got shipped out that I didn't that weren't said. But we, we knew about Robertson. Uh, we got told that, that ahead of time. Uh, we got told about Bennett. We get told about Parks. We get told about Goldson's injury. We get told about the time when Raza had not been injured at all and the things in Twitter have been a lot about Bill. So same guys come up with the, the information. So I need to say I, I'm going to believe him because he's not letting me done yet or let us doing it yet. So from my point of view, something's going on. What it is, we don't know. No had any names. We don't know. It's supposedly America, but we don't know yet. We don't know if it's going to be America or not. Is everybody yeah. saying maybe Trump? Maybe Trump, I Not. <laughs> but, be, but Trump would be fantastic. The meltdown yeah. alone that it would cause in Scotland would be worth the banter. It would be absolutely brilliant. Make Rangers great again. Fantastic. Wow. It would, it would, it, I swear to God, there, there would be wholesale meltdowns across Scotland. And well, I'm, I'm sure we can that. sell a few baseball caps. And... Obviously, obviously, I've seen that in jest. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, but... here. Trump has said before that he, that he, he had an interest at one time in taking uh, this moving into the I heard that the yeah. other day, Davey. I didn't even know about that. Uh, apparently, was it 2012 or something yeah. like that that he yeah. tried? And he, he never he, he, I don't know. Trump said it, that, he, that right. he had a taking over Rangers at one time. But it would, as I said, it would, for the banter alone, it would be brilliant. That, that's for me. Obviously, it's no serious, but it, oh, it would be funny. Uh, the other thing oh. I was thinking about, now trying to join the dots in that, was that King said he was offered 40 pence per share when they're only, what, 25 pence or something like that now? 
uh, and he refused. But he never gave a name who it was. Could it be that the person that's asked King has went to Bennett? Or say to Parks, Parks, Parks has refused. The ones that, are, that have stayed and got the promotions in the club have said, right, maybe time is for you to move on because we want to do something with this club because Parks is not prepared to put any more money in than he already has because he's, as far as I know, he's got all his loans paid back. So, but as I said, it's pure speculation, but I'm going to believe, the guy, I'm going to believe the guy that told me this. So... On my head, be it. If I look like a tit, I already look like a tit, so it doesn't really matter. So, and on that sort, I will die. Well, Curry, if if I wasn't scared before, now that you've mentioned Trump, I'm absolutely terrified. Andrew, I mean, you'll you'll only have known, you know, probably the, the, our current regime. Do you, uh, do you, the Spivs and uh, David Murray? Is that part of your consciousness, or are you uh, new to all this? Well, most most of the kind of financial meltdown was just as I was kind of reaching maybe ten years old or something, and not really having a real good grasp on it at the time. Uh, I, I kind of I, I, I've had a look back at, um, towards that kind of time and trying to learn a wee bit more of the financial ins and outs of football. Um, just as long as the person who's the investor isn't a a Glaswegian born Rangers supporting man who lives in Monaco, um, who says he's got a lot of money by the name of Craig White. Uh, uh, as long as it's not that bastard, then well, hopefully it'll be a wee bit more secure. Um, I, one thing I have to say is, it's it's refreshing that Rangers have actually acted for once instead of just saying, "Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to, we'll fix this or we'll change this," and then we don't see that change. Well, we we'll get lots, we'll have lots of money to spend, and then we buy free transfers. It's good. It's, I'm actually happy to see us actually being proactive and if we have an idea of where we want to go we're actually doing the part doing our, our job and then properly going to speak to people maybe asking the hard questions to people where it's time for them to move on and people are getting shifted and that's it looks like the rebuild is definitely in uh, full steam ahead so i can't see anything else than positives from it well, the one we concern him is, as Curry said, joining the dots because John Bennett meeting with the Rangers Supporters Trust, who are a major shareholder, the Rangers Supporters do hold a, a substantial tranche of shares, and uh, you know, having not spoke to them for three years, he's speaking to them now, and uh, we didn't, as, as, as Curry said, we didn't not much come out of it. I mean, very vague. This, this, uh, are they get, getting a wee heads up here that uh, you know, as as shareholders. Of Rangers, there's uh, they're just being brought in in it. I mean, am I just uh, just my imagination just running right here? Because I I think there's uh, as, as David said, you know, there's something as a foot. It's it, it smells like it. It looks like it. It walks like it. Usually is it. So I don't know. It's uh, I just wonder where we're headed here. I just wanted us to kind of touch on that. I don't know if anyone's got any kind of strong opinions as to uh, whether this is good or bad because. Most of the boardroom shenanigans have kind of sensitised me to uh, being this is the shit has hit the fan when you know when we start talking about you know large movements of shares and and bringing someone in as a substantial shareholder in this club who's not a Rangers fan that would be a that would be a concern for me. I, mean, I think we've had our fingers burned with all of that. 
So anyway, I just wanted us to touch on it in, in terms of Dave. You Thank you, sorry. And I, yeah, yeah. I think the the forty pence thing that came from the the woman in America that that uh, that tried to take over. It was, I think her name was Fox as well, wasn't it? That no, came from her. No, that was her. She never offered forty pence to to King or the the club. It was the forty pence. Okay, I thought it was. When I mean, you say that this morning, I heard you say that this morning, and I, I checked up, no, that was the huh. Uh, is, what you guys were saying uh, earlier on this morning, in the morning pod, and by the way, I hope everybody goes and watches that. Uh, if anybody that's got Prime will see that. The two Davies they're doing it, they do, uh, that for the last few days, and they've been brilliant. But when you were saying today, I think it was you, Davy P, that as long as the investors there is there for Rangers and, and they're not there to try and make money because they're not going to make money, especially knowing the the, like the, the short term. Uh, that's what I'm scared mm. of. Do we need money? Aye. But I don't want just somebody coming in and throwing money in and then no caring about anything else, about the fans or the club. I want somebody yeah, you're right. that's got a, some sort of a heartfelt investment in the club. Yeah. That's the one thing yeah, I do as, want. As I said this morning, Curry, it was if if they want to come forward and make an emo, an emotional investment in Rangers, I'm certainly all for that. If they've come to to take money out of Rangers, then I'm certainly not for that because uh, we we don't need those guys. This is you know so, someone who looks at Rangers and sees that as a vehicle for for making money. Then uh, I think the conversation, my conversation with them, ends there. That's just. Uh, the way I feel about it, I know that's probably a not real world thinking, but it's certainly my thinking. And not to turn Ibrox into a pitching pot. <laughs> yeah, that, along those lines, Dave. Anyway, moving on, Dave. Uh, we had the youth team last night and uh, at Hamden, and for a goal fest, which we uh, ended up on the wrong end of. But uh, is I'm not going to get into too many specifics here, but. It's just the, the general question is, is is there any positives that we can take from last night? That uh, and you know for the first team, which is pretty much the the main event for me. But uh, what was any positives you could think of? Well, the positive was the centre forward and not Lovelace. The Lovelace disappointed me a bit, although he did set up the second goal. Um, but the the boy Roberts, I think as you call him, uh, he. Uh, he was he was absolutely brilliant. I thought if anybody's going to step up, then I would I would say it was him. And but we've also got the, uh, another boy. Is it Yuri called playing for the under nineteens? Um, he's but he's had a couple of games in the first team. So I mean he could move in. But the, the boy the boy Roberts, unfortunately, I think he might be injured because he get taken off with with a, an injury. Whether it's a serious one or not, I don't know. It, it didn't look it really, but uh, sometimes you never know. Rangers players seem to go off with a a soft injury, a sore finger, and then they're, they're out for about five months. <laughs> and uh, but uh, it was a positive. Now the result definitely not. So that was definitely a downer. I thought the defending was absolutely shocking. And I said, I said this morning to you on the on the the, the daily pod. Um, inside the the same thing that gets Borna Barisic every time the ball inside him down the channel inside Borna Barisic. Between the centre half, the centre half and Barisic, every time we get caught out with that ball last night, 
And it seems to be a, a thing right through Rangers that we're getting caught out with that ball. I don't know why. Uh, because it's, it's not that difficult to defend if a centre centre half can come over and help you. I mean, we've got a centre half now with a left foot and a centre half with a right foot. The idea would, would should be that the the centre half with the left foot also covers Borna Barisic, covers a ball into that channel. And I don't know, the defence is absolutely terrible. And that's the same problem that, that's stepping up everywhere. Uh, the other positive was the boy Rice. And I would definitely be thinking, he's been on the bench the last few days, I would definitely be thinking about bringing him in for the for the game at the weekend. Uh, he, he definitely is a very good player. And he showed it last night. Yeah, I think any game that ends 6-5, you know, the, the forward lines are on top of the defences in that game. Andrew, did yeah. you have a look at this last night and is there anything that you would, uh, anyone stand out to you? I mean, I, I, I checked the scorelines, kind of had updates on it. I didn't really watch it as much. Um, I've not been too impressed with the way our youth can be working recently. I think uh, we've lost a good few young, talented players recently. I don't think we we are able to give those youth players what they want and they're certainly going and taking their chances elsewhere. I mean, look at, I look at the past. They look at the, the last one uh, I can think of was when we beat them in the Youth Cup final at Hamden with your young Coombs, your Mabudis, and, uh, and most of them have gone down south. Both the Mabudi brothers have left. Um, the younger Deere has gone to Man City's academy. Um, we've lost a good few young, talented players um, to, to just teams down south that are willing to offer more money. And obviously, if, when they're that age and they don't see a, a, a sign of progression through our team, then they're obviously going to try and take their chance elsewhere, especially if you're going to English kind of uh, divisions because you're probably going to get paid more than going to get paid here, even on those youth contracts. Um, uh, I think it, with Mulholland leaving, I think hopefully it'll be the start of a kind of uh, kind of revival almost to the kind of youth systems. Um, apart from maybe Lowry and McCrory, who's, it was, was obviously he's aged out of those kind of youth uh, age groups. He's just been sitting on the bench or being loaned out. That's, that's the issue with me. I think we're not showing these youth players that their hard work can be can be resulted in getting the chances in the first team, and I think until that um, that matter resolves itself, then we're going to lose young talented players. To we've seen it in other teams in the league that have been developing or profiting off of our development. I look at I know he kind of divides opinion, but Motherwell starting keeper is an ex Rangers academy player. I mean, Lewis Ferguson's ex Rangers academy is in, in Italy. You know, we've lost. It's a it's a Rangers thing. We don't we we don't harness the best of our youth academies and they go elsewhere. Yeah, I think you make a good point there because uh, in Brian Mulholland, you know uh, James Bisgrove, in you know the, the statement following Brian Mulholland's departure, you know was was listing names you know of of successes, some of which you know are still in the academy, but they made the comment which I thought was uh, a little surprising was that. You know, we've recouped in the last five years £15 million in, in player sales from the academy, which really boils down to Nathan Patterson because uh, there's no one else. And I I, you're, I think you make a, a really good point. And, and it should be a pathway to the first team. And uh, there aren't too many in our first team at the moment who have come through that academy. And there haven't been many in, in Mulholland's, you know, reign, you know, of, of, of the youth development that have made the first team. Nathan Patterson touched on it, but then was shortly sold it shortly thereafter. But uh, 
for me, it's their youth development is kind of come up short, in, in my own opinion, my own perhaps uh, inexperienced opinion. But uh, Curry, I mean, what do you think of this? Is this is our academy and the money that this takes to to that courses is this worthwhile, or should we be uh, doing better or or doing something differently? It's just if you look across the the whole league and down in England as well, how often do you hear about a, a a player a young player coming through for the side that they've been brought through the academy? It's very very rare that you see what a player coming right through the ranks. For boyhood to youth, the under 18s or whatever they we call to the B team, to the first team, it's very very rare. Any team, even down in England, is the exact same. So that's what's going to happen. It's a, it's a sad thing because I, I would, I, there was, I'd love nothing more than to have seen Lowry this season, Divine this season. Any of the players that are on the fringes have come up for the youth team. I would have loved to have seen them get more time. After what happened, Demi Van Brockers wasn't going to do it. And then the transition over to be Bill. Bill had a, a choice. He, he wanted to get the best players he could out. And the seasoned players that were here, he had to play them because that was his best chance. He couldn't just throw the young players on. They, he couldn't do the exact same thing as he done, done to King. Everybody's moaning about King. The wee boy's only 18 year old. But he, he was playing in that Champions League against sides like Liverpool. And we've seen what happened. And everybody, every, no, I'm not saying all the Rangers support went after Heat, but there was there was quite a few that were the time we were slagging them off. And you're like, wait a minute, boy's been through on the deep end here. You, need to give him a, a, you can't judge him just on a, about, a, about 10 games he played with a trot. You can't, you can't do that. I would certainly, I, I want to see the likes of King, Lowry, Devine play in the next five games, and McCrory in the next five games. I watched the game the other night there. It was a good game to watch if you, if you were, if you were them or you were, uh, you didn't support any of the teams. But it's certainly that way. Davies right, the defence, <laughs> but it was besides when the defence was terrible. And, I don't know if it was because the cameras were there, but I think that Lovelace was trying to show off quite a wee bit, and he paid the price. And I, I, I don't know whether it was a penalty or no. For the angle I seen, it looked like he dived. I, can't, I need to put my hand up. He looked like he dived. The first one, he got caught. He went over easy. The second one, where he got the first yellow, I think there was contact, but there wasn't enough to warrant a hang and he went far, down far, far too easy and that's how he got it. But as I said, the, when they get the second yellow, I, there's no way that I could turn around and say that was a dive or it wasn't a dive. The referee was closer, so it goes ham. But there was nobody, nobody really in the team that I would turn around and say they deserve to be in the, the starting 11 next season. What I would be doing though, is I would be getting some of the boys in for the next five games. Because it doesn't matter. I don't know what the people in the chat think, but the next five games, I don't care if we beat 5-6 nothing in the next five games, because the league's over with. The Cups are gone. They're, all they're doing now is playing to see who's good enough to play for next season. Every player, any player that we're moving on, any player 
that is planning to leave should be left out of the squad. There should be nobody in the squad that is not going to be here for next season, 100%. Uh, this is going to... No, a lot of people will not like that. There was one guy that impressed me, and unfortunately plays for them, was that, was that young boy frame. That was the one guy that really impressed me. Uh, unfortunately, I think our number five had an absolute horror. I don't he just it put the poor boy death. It didn't have a good, good game at all. The, the goalkeeper, uh, I can't even, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. But again, I try. I think he was trying to show off a wee bit because the cameras were there. There was a big, big occasion. He made a couple of really silly, silly mistakes. We should have won the game. They, they played decent. But my whole thought, positive I can take, is we need to try and get these young boys for the next five games. That's my right. opinion because mm. the results don't matter. Right. Well, I was going to kind of come on to kind of signing numbers now, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just go Sorry, Davey. Uh... Sorry, mate. <laughs> No, we're going to get straight on to the Aberdeen preview because I'll be interested to hear. I mean, I've got a team. I've I've drawn up a wee team for what I would like to see on Sunday. You know, with a view. You know, just as you spoke about, Curry, that that we include some some of our youth because we've now got five league games left that matter not a jot. So, uh, other than it, 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 it's the start of the rebuild for next season. So. I've gone with, uh, and I'm going to read the team out to you, and your, your comments are, and for, you know, people watching, I'd, I'd like to hear, you know, the comments of who from our youth team uh, would you like to see included in, in the, the last five league games? You know, get these guys some exposure, and uh, how, how would we best do that? Do we blend them in one or two a game, or and, and rotate them with, you know, with more seasoned professionals, or do we just go full full Monty and just blast them all in there. But here we go. Here's my team for Sunday. So I've got McCrory in goals and I've got Adam Devine, Goldson, Suter and Yelmaz in defence. I've got, uh, I'm going with a 4-2-3-1 as pair. So I'm going with Lundstrom and Arfield and then I'm going with Cantwell, Lowry, Raskin and Cholak up, up front. So that gives us a uh, three you know, the goalkeeper, Adam Devine and uh, and Lowry, you know, as, as, in my starting 11, uh, obviously with a view that, you know, depending on how the game goes, we can, uh, we should have some firepower on our bench with which to, uh, you know, move things on, change the game should we need to. But David, I'll come to you first. I mean, what's your view on all these last five games? Should we, uh, should we start, start to blood some of these boys or are we just going to uh, see it out and then start get them back to York and Howie, sort the wheat from the chaff and take it from there. I think Bill will just see it out. I don't think I don't think he'll change a lot. Sorry, I think he I don't think he wants his record blemished. Um so and I don't know whether a lot of Rangers fans will, will uh, enjoy getting getting a, a, a pumping from Aberdeen at Ibrox. I don't think uh, that'll be so I'm a wee bit sort of a, yeah, conservative, let me say. And, and uh, I think certainly Divine could get a, a chance. Because I'm going to say uh, with, with King at, uh, against Liverpool and, and things like that, the, a centre-half is probably the most difficult uh, position in the park to play. Um, probably uh, the same as, as central midfield. 
it's it's easier to bring in somebody as a right back or a left back because they've only really got one side to defend. They don't have to worry about over the the, the full breadth of the park. A centre half's got to worry about the full breadth of the park. So it's 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 not for me. It's you see a lot of young boys, sixteen, seventeen, getting games from other teams, but they're mostly a right back or a, a left back or a position that they're they're sort of a not going to be in the main engine of the of the team. And so I'm I'm sort of a king definitely. I mean, King could get a game because he's 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 been in there before. And it would be really horrible to, to dump him for a full season. So I think, I don't know whether they'll do it against Aberdeen because I, I, I think Bill would, would want to beat Aberdeen. I, I, I expect Bill to be a, a good team until we play them at Ibrox again. And then I think in the last three games they might use to. But I don't see um, I don't see him making very, very many changes, to be honest with you. Uh, whether whether uh, I, I think Kent's played his last game, I think he'll he'll, right. he'll leave Kent. Yeah. I think Kent um, really also they're good on us. Yeah, and I think uh, Tillman Tillman's injured, so he's away. And you were saying this morning he he doesn't want to. What you're hearing is he doesn't want to be at Ibrox next year. Yeah. So mm. if, if that's true, then he's injured anyway. So he's not going to. If his hamstrings away, then he's, he, you're talking about six to eight weeks. So he's not going to make the, any any more games this season. I'm going to come on to you. There's uh, some of my logic here is that the Rangers support on Sunday are going to be uh, turning up mad as hell and they ain't taking it anymore type attitude. So I would have thought bringing in youth players would have given the Rangers support, you know, a wee look to the future and a, a, a really good reason to get behind the team on Sunday with uh, with a game against Aberdeen, which is a dead rubber. So I think if Michael Beale goes with the the t- tried and failed and and against Aberdeen and it and it doesn't all go we're not four 0 up at half time, the crowd will will not be best pleased. I think he can gain some goodwill by including some of our, our you know players on the fringes, some of the the potentials that you know will be a Rangers in the Rangers future. So I think he could do himself a wee favour by including some of the the players you know from. Our academy from the B team, and 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 the last few league games, and, and buy some goodwill from Rangers support because if it goes with the tried and failed, and it does not come off, then I think that the atmosphere could get a wee bit horrible. What do you think? I spoke to my dad and they'll be home from Hamden about us. Um, that we we have nothing left to play for, um, and we should experiment, but the issue is if it goes wrong. Yeah, I know we we want to. Big up that even our backup team can beat Aberdeen. Well, our starting team didn't beat them at Pataudry. And I'm worried that if you do put out the youngsters and we get beat, then the fans will will go, oh, it's unacceptable to lose. Because there's, there's sections of the Rangers crowd that will say, regardless of who puts on the blue shirt, they need to win. And if if it's... If, I think as long as we... I per, Personally, I'd like Michael to come out and say these games are developmental games, essentially. I want to see... I, as you said, separate the wheat from the chaff, and and I I want to see it stated as clear as day, so everybody and their granny knows you're going to see something different. It has it, it has to be that, or else 
people could I think people could still again turn on the manager if it goes wrong. Um personally I, I think with Aberdeen after the last game, I can see him taking the easy option and just putting out a team that we've seen a million times. Um I I'd say apart from Kent Morelos, because he has made that quite obvious he, he thinks that their 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 days are numbered and even those days are done. Um Personally, I would like to see him go for a shake, shake it all up, but only if he does. Uh, he makes it abundantly clear, um, because again, our, our crowd can be cutthroat, and if we start losing games, then even even some other less cutthroat section of the crowd might start to question Michael as the the right man to take us forward. Again, I'd like to say that's not. I'm not that kind of person. I think we need to give him all the time in the world, um, at least. Till next, at least the summer window and going from there, because I think we're going to see. Um, as I said, with the the directorial changes, we're actually acting upon our words now, and I'm hoping when he says this will be one of the biggest rebuilds in the summer, that we're actually going to see the actual full effects of that. Um, so I back the manager and whatever he does, as long as he states it, it's fine with me. Curry, coming on to you. I mean, I think if. Uh... If Morelos and Kent appear on that side on Sunday, then there'll be a, it'll be it'll be torches and pitchforks outside the, the front door at Ibrox after the game. I just think, don't think the Rangers fans are having it. So I think Michael Beale could buy himself, you know, some kudos from the Rangers support by at least having a go. This is an Aberdeen team who were put out the Scottish Cup by Darvel, you know. So we're not playing any anyone who's great shakes. You know, we made heavy weather of it in our last game uh, up at Pataudry, a game that we should have had, you know, we should have been over the hill by half time, but we didn't. But that's now gone. So let's think of the future. How, how should Michael Beale play this on Sunday? How, how I think you, you'll play in what I want is two different things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, the side what, you say, uh, what you said about uh, the team. Is probably quite close to what might play actually. The only difference I, I wouldn't have Lonnie on. Uh, he, he had a really good game. Uh, <laughs> consider what he, he's been playing like for the rest of the season. But you don't get to put on a Rangers jersey for playing one good game a season. That's that's what's happened with, with Kent and Morelos. The pair of them have no, no turned up the whole season. They've been absolute mints and they they go with a legacy of being garbage. Gave us brilliant nights uh, that we'll never ever forget. But because of this season, I don't think there'll be any Rangers player or very, very few that'll be sad to see Kent Morelos go. He's got, Bill's got to play the numbers game. And it's putting points on the t- on the table for him to keep his job, but I would rather, for me personally, as I said, I would rather that he took a chance and played the guys that will still be here next season and get some of the youth players on. But that's just me. My job's not on the line for saying that. His is, so it's a completely different mentality. It's one thing playing football manager or FIFA. And actually run the running a football team, it's completely different. If I do something wrong, I can always change it and restart and reload, scum save, and to try and play the game again. 
but you can't you can do that in real life. So I'd respect him more if he played the younger players and said, right, nah, we're not, what's the point? Another three points away from them right now is means nothing. But the, I don't think Rangers fans would ever forgive him. I, I think if, if we went any further behind, uh, if we don't take out, is it five games left? Five games, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we've got five, five games left. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. if, we, if we don't take 15 points out of these next two, I think uh, it would make his job unbelievably hard next season. So I don't think he'll play as much a weekend team as I would want or give it a go. But as as long as we've got guys like Raskin and Cantwell coming in, I'm hoping that everything will go all right. I really do. I think that that's the standard the players that we need. We we seen yeah, for Cantwell. Cantwell, 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 Cantwell showed showed more bottle, and a couple of the guys have been here for six seven years, and I was it was that that boy gets it. He really gets it when he stopped him to take the water bottle. Is it petty? Aye, of course it is, but that doesn't matter. That's what I mean. That's that's my player that I want to see in the park. Somebody that says no. So ho- hopefully we can get hopefully Bill and whoever else is getting the the players in. We get married them next season because we'll certainly need it. Because we ca- we cannot afford to have another season like this one. No chance. Yeah, we won't take any lectures on being petty from that mob. Uh, exactly, mate. Exactly. Not now, not ever. So, yeah. Listen, guys, the, the just going to look at the, the rumours which have uh, been mentioning, you know, some of the names, Jack Butland, Kieran Dowell, Yanis Katsiris, you know, the Panathinaikis chappy. So, I mean, is, is anyone getting you excited there at this the, the, Kind of list that are band being banded about, or are you just is this a bit of a oh my god, here we go again, Dave? What do you think? Have you, uh, Jack Butland clearly is, uh, well, I he's, mean, there's, there's always a risk attached to signings, but are, you, are we taking too much of a risk here? Well, he used to be an English goalkeeper, so there's obviously something happened. He obviously was a really good goalkeeper, obviously, something happened, lost confidence, or, or whatever. The worrying thing about him is he's probably not played a lot in the last two years. He's he's been sitting on the bench. Um, the Greek guy I didn't know. I, I actually looked at another Greek uh, player that was in the same team because it was on the news this morning, the News Now, Rangers News Now. That 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 might be a, a a smoke cover for Rangers watching another player. Unfortunately, I haven't got his name with me, or may, I might have it. Um, Demetrius Kourbelis, 29-year-old Greek for Panathinaikos, he's got 30 caps. So that, that's what I read this morning, that, the, that we could be could be interested in him. And can I just say, David, that, that, even that we're, I mean, we're talking about youth players, but we've still got a lot of youth players out on loan at the, at the moment. Not not every youth player is, is, is playing for the Rangers youth team at the moment. We've got Ben Williamson playing for Dundee, D, top of the league. Uh, it, it came on as a reserve uh, came off the bench at the, the weekend uh, then we've got Cole McKinnon Partick Thistle Tony Weston he, he seems to have fallen away a wee bit he doesn't seem to be to, to be doing too good at the moment I, I had sort of high hopes for him 
because he was scoring with the barrel load when he was playing with the youths, but he doesn't seem to have made the step up. He's playing with Cove Rangers. Uh, Kane Richley Hussler for the Dunfermline Athletic. They're playing with really well just now, mm-hmm. and I think he's playing. He's he's playing with them. Uh, I've got more. Ty Kennedy, Falkirk. Well, I don't. I don't think we'll be interested in him. He won't be coming back. I don't think. Kennedy uh, and McPake were the two guys through this Gerard time frame who we thought were the next two youngsters popping into the Rangers squad. And McPake's had troubles off the field. With Queen's yeah. Park, from what I've heard, he's a disciplinary issues. So I think he's a no go. Then Kennedy's not living up to the, how much money he wanted as his new contract. So I think, again, that's two two players that may put in the rear view mirror, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at his stats, he's, he's played 34 games, he's got nine goals and 10 assists. So, I mean, he's he's obviously been doing quite good. He's not, uh, and, he, and I think he starts most weekends, uh, the, the few games I've seen him with. Uh, then you've got the goalkeeper. Well, the two goalkeepers last night. I, I don't think any of them would get near any of the teams uh, in the in the Premier Division at the moment. But we've got Jay Hogworth at Aloha. Yeah, he's doing quite uh, well. Yeah, he seems yeah. he seems to be doing. Uh, he's he's got the most uh, clean sheets in in the, the whole of the league, I believe. Uh, and Murray Miller also. At, uh, I don't really know a lot about him to be honest with you and Harley Ewan the Cumbernock Golds I, I don't know anything about him I don't think he even heard his name before till I, till I read it yesterday so uh, we've got these players to come back in at the beginning of the season I, I would imagine that Kai Kennedy will, will be moving to Falkirk uh, in a permanent deal but the, the rest uh Still to come back, and who knows? There might be there might be a gem still amongst them, and maybe maybe Hogwarts has proven himself that he could be the third goalkeeper. That's yeah, well, I was a... I'm kind of looking at players who could play this season. You know, I wasn't really looking at the players on loan. Who they will be part of the summer assessment by Michael Beale, and you know we had set up. You know, Charlie McCann is is someone who, and and he did play some first team games as someone who. We thought, you know, is capable potentially make can make the breakthrough, but he ends up at Forest Green Rovers, you know, and uh, who have just been relegated. So you're thinking, you know, as I just sometimes I'm just I'm not encouraged by the standard of player that we have at our academy, and it seems to be I think as uh, as Curry's just mentioned, you know, anyone who, who who does appear to be worth anything is then snapped up elsewhere. And, and I just question the the purpose of the whole thing. You know, anyone who's half decent, in a, you know, and over my shoulder, Manchester United are playing uh, Brighton, you know, with uh, <clears throat> Billy Gilmer in midfield. You're thinking we, we're not reaping the benefit of of, ta- of developing youth players because the minute they, they, they go, I think as Andrew said, you know, the money is just dangled in front of them and off they go. And I, I just maybe think that is, that is there another way we should be doing this? Andrew, in terms of should we just rely on other people's academy or, or just snap them up from elsewhere rather than you know develop players because our track record, in my view, is isn't great. Yeah, but that that was a thing started with Ajax. Dave, they were they were the first to do that. They they were they were snap up players from Scandinavia and uh, and and Holland as well. I mean, the, the boy that plays for Barcelona now. Uh, in the, in the midfield, sorry, Frankie de Jong. Yeah, Frankie de Jong. 
they bought him for one euro with a sell on a sell on of ten percent. So they obviously knew that that he was going. They were going to get money eventually, but they bought him for one euro and uh, and and as I say, with a ten percent sell on uh, fee. And that I actually been doing that for years. I mean, everybody was saying Ajax has got such a great uh, academy, but it wasn't really. It wasn't really because they were they were stealing a lot of players from the, the likes of Denmark, the likes of, uh, and that that's that's the way. And now all the other teams have got into it. Uh, yeah. Man City, they they're, they're just sweeping up everybody. You know that it's, it's they're, they're a Hoover. You can call call them a Hoover club. They, they, they hoover that's everybody in. That's pretty much my view. Don't have a football academy. Have a have a hundred football academies and then just snap up the players from there, you know, and dangle yeah. the money in front of them. So I mean, it just seems that you were forking out money. And the list which uh, was compiled, you know, for the, the statement about Brian Mulholland leaving, you know, was Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I wouldn't have printed that as, as a defence for, you know, Brian Mulholland's track record. It was uh, three of the players, you know, are in, are, are in the, the academy at the moment. So, you know, for he's been there for 20 years. He's been in charge of the academy since 2015. So, you know, over those years, the track record is, is, is pretty shite, to be honest. So I just wonder... I mean, Dave, see, see, see when you were, were, were talking about this as well, and I, I can't remember the, the, the club or the name, but there was some club paid £20 million a 15 year old recently yeah. and that, that, that's what we're up against we, 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 we can't we can't hear that it's, it's, it's the, I mean these, these teams are, are my, they're from here to Mars away from us and that's the unfortunate thing money's just killed the game that way now I'm depressed I think we should Sorry. be more proactive with our, with our youth development though because I think we should be I'm not saying we should be grading if, oh, who we're letting go. The ones we're letting go, who do we think could make it? I think if we, if we have a rough idea of players who, who maybe are good but not three or four years, not ready enough for a couple of years, then we, we maybe should be, if we're letting them go for free, then we're kind of stuffed. If teams are, for instance, are nipping our players down south, then I think we should be asking for better developmental fees or even if it's to other teams in the league, um, we should be asking for first refusal on some players. Um, I know specifically specific that pisses me off when you look at teams, especially when we're getting beat by them and you go, oh, he's ex-Rangers Academy. The key one is, for me, is Greg Taylor, because not so shite we've been a left-back and he's one of our own. Um, it's, it's frustrating when you see good players in the league where you can trace them back to Rangers. The one that, the one that pisses me off the most is Lewis Ferguson. I, can't, I cannot get over... Lewis Ferguson, it, come on, the last name itself, uh, how Rangers let him slip away is ridiculous. He, Hamilton, he was, he was Hamilton, he, uh, Aberdeen, his first game for Aberdeen was in the Europa League qualifying against Burnley, scored a bicycle kick and Burnley said, we'll give you a million straight away for him after one mm. game for Aberdeen. Uh, and it, it's frustrating. But hindsight's yeah. a great thing, of course. I, I just, as I said, you know, I worry about the quality of it all and the whole thing you know, because Joe Rebo the thing tells me that we should just uh, concentrate our money and cherry picking, you know, from other places rather than spend years developing people who, who then just move elsewhere. Because if we could concentrate our resource, maybe we, we could pay them a decent fee to come to Rangers and stay. So I, I just question, you know, 
going through hundreds of boys, finding half a dozen who are worthwhile, and then they're just snapped up by other clubs. And you're left with players who end up at Dunfermline, Falkirk, Forest Green Rovers, you know, and, and you just think, what's the, what's the point of the, the whole exercise here? Because th there has to be a pathway to the first team, and uh, no one seems to have managed to make it. Only Leon King did made it when we were absolutely desperate. We had no one else, which is why that 18-year-old that boy ended up playing in the Champions League. I mean, I, I just hope he hasn't been traumatised with the experience and actually uh, learned from it. <clears throat> so it's... it's and it can, Mark, is, are we, am I being too uh, cynical here about all of this in terms of youth development, or is it... Should we just get real and just be as cynical as every other person and just snap them up from elsewhere? You're on mute, mate. <laughs> your mic's gone off. <laughs> You're on mute, Mark. I think it's your headset again with the start. Is that better? Yep, there you go. Yep. Hey. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Champion? Not. Uh, Need to be cynical, mate. Uh, everybody's doing it. Every club's going to do it, and they're going to continue to do it. Doesn't matter what uh, we say. We, we, we can only. Ah, oh, I wish. That, do you, Andy, do you want to shut that door? That scared the absolute shit uh, out me there. I was like, whoa! I've got my window open. That's why it's flung open. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Ah, uh, we need to be cynical, mate. Uh, as I said earlier, every club is the same. We can't get players through. They're doing the same thing. When was the last time that we seen three or four players coming through for our youth team into a first team? It doesn't happen anymore. And in fact, it's never happened. If you go way back away. Ferguson coming through. Uh, I think we, we were in Durante and all that were coming through. That was the last time we actually had a, a, a proper youth squad. And it was because of the guys that were in charge at the time. Because they, they put in players that we don't have anymore. And that's players that will run through a brick wall for Rangers. That, that That's what probably upset me a wee bit last night with the team. Was... I only seen one or two that I seen were really, really giving it their all through that game, uh, and I think that's what's knocked me back a wee bit because I've been praising the youth team for so long and wanted more of them to be played over the course of this season. But what I seen last night, would I really trust any of them to come into the first team? The only ones that I would definitely bring through are the guys that we've already brought up. Lowry, if he's fit, Devine, if he's fit, King, if he's fit, and McCrory, if he's fit. They're the guys that I would want to definitely, definitely see. And somebody in the chat said, the one thing that would worry me is if I, if I see Ken and Morelos on these next five games, I, I think there'll be a lot of fans that'll be absolutely billing at Bill. Because I don't think anybody wants to see the two on the uh, be a Rangers tap on ever again. Yeah, I think I think things could go uh, quite toxic if if because there's a wee bit pent up frustration, shall I say? I think. Also, that, David, uh, before fourth thing we have to be, 
I just get slagged off there because I've not got too any any crest on. Come on, I've got a Rangers tartan on me, nearly. And my crest is there. And I can't show the other one because we'll get banned off of YouTube. Yeah, so uh, don't worry. I've got my crest on, on me somewhere. Don't you worry. So, David, I mean, just to kind of round things up in terms of uh, Sunday, Aberdeen. What, I mean, how do you think this will go, and what's your what's your score prediction? You're on mute, David. You're now on mute as well. <laughs> I have to have to mute once I do, <laughs> once every day. Um, you go on, and then we'll get the full set, right? <clears throat> I've got four Aberdeen shouldn't be beating us at Ibrox, so uh, I don't think I don't think we will make a lot of wide a lot of changes. I, I think he'll, he'll he'll stick to virtually the same. Old way, but I think we're agreed that Kent won't play and, uh, and Morelos probably won't play. But um, that gives us another point. <laughs> what about uh, what about uh, fashion? Sakala, what about him? I mean, is he going to? I mean. Is, is he any better than any of the rest of them? Davey, get him banned. Yeah. Get him banned now. Get him out of this pod now. How dare he? Dave, <laughs> so, I think if we, uh, if we, you know, put uh, Kent and Morelos in the stand and, and we play the likes of Wright, Matondo, Sakala, I think things will be every bit as bad because I think yeah. the Rangers support will expect to see some changes on Sunday. Because uh, yeah. Michael Beale's track record in, in youth development is it's probably where he uh, it's where he kind of cut his teeth. So, in that sense, he knows what he's doing. That the we silver yeah. lining to this cloud is that he, this is uh, where he he kind of his reputation is, is based in youth development. So I'm hoping that we could uh, we could at least get one at least one that, who could make our first team for next season. And I think we find out about that by playing some on Sunday. So I don't know if McCrory's injured, injured Dave. So I don't know whether McCrory will be. I, I could go with your team, but I, I would agree that I wouldn't play Lundstrom. I would play Raskin as a deeper midfielder, and I would I, I'd be quite happy to give that boy Rice a, a, a chance uh, in the midfield because uh, what I seen last night, I, I thought he was really really good. Whether the, the the difference from playing on a Thursday to the to the the, the point for the first team. As well, probably taking a lot out of him yesterday. Playing, uh, well, I think he, I think he get taken off in the in the extra time. But um, no, I think uh, I, I think that I would quite like to see that. But it, 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 it doesn't matter who's going to be because we just haven't got the players even sitting on the bench that can, that can can come in. I think um, Hadji, I think he'll probably come in somewhere. I would imagine he might come in instead of Sakala and instead of uh, Tillman. Uh, I think that's I think that that's probably a a, a cert. Uh, well, no, I mean one item which we haven't yet got onto is 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 my cash in list, and uh, I've got Haji on it. Haji, Roof, Barisic. Obviously, some there's some residual value which we can turn into folding notes that will actually. Uh, yeah, it's more valuable who's going, players of the because who's going to buy a roof? Is Hadji is Hadji going to be play a Rangers player next season? Do we want him to be a Rangers player next season? I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know where, but, but did he's uh, in the stand. He's in the stand with uh, for me. He's in the stand with Kent Morelis and uh, Wright Matondo and Fashion Sakala. So. Mm. Yeah, but we've got to we've got to have players. We've got to have players on the field day. We can't put everybody. I know I know mm. probably everybody should be in the stands, but uh, mm. we can't put everybody in the stands. And as I say, what we what we saw from the youth, there, there there's not a lot ready to make that step up. And uh, I, I I think a lot of the names that you've just mentioned is going to be playing. I don't think the roof is getting any sell on value. Because who would buy him? Uh, somebody that's going to play three games a year uh, for you. I'm just going to buy him. I'm afraid we're stuck with him to these these contract ends, and uh, then 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 he'll move on to somebody, probably try again somewhere. But uh, and let his face it, if, if, if there's not a better player at Ibrox uh, than Roof uh, if, he, if he's fit, but just not fit. That's a, that's a problem. Jordan Rossiter syndrome. Seeing all that you've said there, I I now understand why the director of football administration has been sacked. Because we, we don't have well, he's left anyway. He's been separated. So because we uh, we don't have uh, a physios or a medical staff worthy of the name, because uh, our injury list and you know our recurring injuries, it's just anyway. Do you? I know I'm off the sidetrack here, Andrew. This the game on Sunday. Just give me a wee kind of flavour for what team are we playing and, and what will the score be at the end of the end of the game. By the way, David, you didn't give us a prediction, but I'll be coming back to you. Andrew, what do you think? I can see him. I think he'll be more... I think he'll be a mix and match. I think you're going to see one. I think maybe you'll have maybe Divine and potentially or King. I don't think we're going to see wholesale change. I think if we were to score a couple of goals early and, be, and have a lead, then you might see even more rotation coming at the second half. Um, but... The question is: Is that eleven going to be able to take your lead into the second half? I think. Uh, I think somebody I was speaking to the other day just said, it's "Just why can't it be the summer?" And just I don't want to play these other five games. Just get it. If we just move on, <laughs> we just move on to the summer and talk about signings and and preseason and then Europe next season. Um, is this these five games are going to drag on for an entire season's length? <laughs> if it was like. Uh, I'll 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 say two and zero, but it's it's just draining nowadays. <laughs> I, I detect a lack of faith there. <laughs> okay, just just a just a hint, just a hint. <laughs> as long as Sakala isn't in that lineup, I see if Sakala's in that lineup, I might need to. Well, I'd, I'd hope if I had if I had a if I had prior knowledge to the team the team you see earlier in the morning, I might decide to go to the pub before the game just to make it a wee bit easier. Um, but because the thing is, I'm sitting close to the sideline, so he might hit me with a with a shot. Um, I keep my head down if he's playing. Scotty, what's how's it going on Sunday? What do you expect to see? What do you want to see, and what do you expect? No, what's what's the score? Uh, but what, what I'll see, as I said, probably the same what you said, Davy. Are very close to it. Uh, I should think, no matter what. I think the front three will be totally changed. I don't think any of them will be on. I think he'll be using other players for that. He has to. Because we've seen that the three that we've got the new are just no good enough. We might see, as Andy said there, if we get maybe a, a goal or a couple of goals up, we maybe see changes at the back uh, in defence and uh, midfield. 
that up front they need to change everything. Uh, they have to not be played. The ones that have been playing the last couple of weeks uh, shouldn't be anywhere near the side. Uh, score wise, no idea. Absolutely no idea. But I'm in a way I'm, I'm opposite for Andy. I'm looking forward to the, the games because I want to see these the team that he plays. I want to see if he changes anything. I think it will give us a bit of an insight of what's going to happen next season. I think that's what's going to matter more. Although the results don't matter much, other than you get three points and we're, we stay just as close as we are just now, but we're miles away from just now. Everybody's been saying, oh, we're, we're close to them. Are we? In departments, I can see that we are. Sometimes when we play, I can see that we're just not that far behind, but there's other things in the game that I see and we're miles behind them and we need to get something done. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a side. Let's go for more ultra straight 3-1 as well. Yeah, I like the sound of that. <clears throat> I'd sell for 3-1. Dave, what's your prediction? He means for Aberdeen. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting worried about him, Davy. I really am getting worried about him. There's something I'm beginning to feel that concerned. You know, Dave, we're we're going to have to send a blood sample because we're beginning to doubt your heritage. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Davy T, how's the how's the wee dog, mate? Yeah, well, she's uh, she's doing okay. She's uh, she started walking again. The the the, the most most on here don't know this this story. Yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go that it, that he'll play very few new players. I think he'll go with the t- tried and trusted still, and with a, maybe one or two small changes. And I think Rangers will win two 0 Excellent, excellent. So I mean, I, I think he will make some changes, and I'm hoping that he'll mix things up again in the second half. But if I see any. Uh, Substitutions, you know, from about 85 minutes onwards, I'll be sending him a very strongly worded email about the futility of, of subs post 85 minutes. So on that note, guys, we're just going to wrap it up. That's pretty much us for the evening. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for all the comments. We'd love to see what players you would expect to see. They're starting 11 on Sunday because I think that, that I'm looking, I'm almost looking forward to the press conference tomorrow to see what Michael Beale's take on all of this is. So I know he talks a lot and we will, <laughs> it doesn't always uh, turn into uh, you know, action, but we'll go, we just have to keep the faith with him. And, and I think Michael Beale may be the, the guy that we need because I think he's quite happy to take a hands-on approach with recruitment and he does have a, tr- a track record in, in, in development. So that's what I'm clinging on to. So, but anyway, thanks for uh, tuning in, guys, in the comments, and do subscribe, say nice things, like, you know, ticks, thumbs ups. We like them all. So, on that note, we'll uh, see you on Sunday night for the post match and see how this is all gone. Thank you. Bye bye.